When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts out there. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor, but still want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, to name a few. Perfect for enjoying with family or friends and taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. It's a Minimalist Monday edition of Optimal Living Daily, episode 2707, 10 Things Not to Declutter First, by Joshua Becker of becomingminimalist.com. And I'm Justin Mollick. And we're gonna get right to our Minimalist Monday posts and start optimizing your life. 10 Things Not to Declutter First by Joshua Becker of becomingminimalist.com. Without a doubt, the most common mistake I see people make on their journey to a minimalist life is to start decluttering in the wrong place. Too often, we choose a difficult first step rather than an easy one. Now, just to be clear, I'm fine with whatever method works for you to minimize your possessions and free your life for more important pursuits. And if starting in a really difficult area and working backwards works for you and your family, well, go for it. But for most people, the most effective strategy to minimize possessions is to start easy and work your way up to decluttering harder areas and harder spaces. That's the process my wife and I used years ago, and that's the process I recommend on this blog and in the clutter-free app. Go ahead, start decluttering with your easiest step. I thought it might be helpful for me to write down some of the places people are tempted to declutter first even though they probably shouldn't. So I sat down and wrote out this list of 10. They appear in no particular order. Starting at any of these spaces tends to end in frustration and exhaustion and too quickly leads to failure rather than success. 10 things not to declutter first. Number one, photos. Many people have boxes and boxes of old family photos that need to be curated but spending hours and hours flipping through old family photos usually just leads to hours and hours more as memories surface. Save this project for later. When you do, keep only the best. Number two, sentimental items. Sentimental items may be around for any number of reasons, to remember a past season of life, a relationship, an experience, or an accomplishment. Holding on to the best is a fine idea. Less is different than none, but wait for this step until you've experienced and noticed the benefits of owning less in your life. 
you'll find it easier to accomplish. Number three, paper. Paper clutter is a real issue, no doubt about it. But you can spend hours working through just one small pile of paper and still see no significant difference in your home. Instead, spend those hours removing larger possessions from your home first. You'll notice the progress easier and will be encouraged to continue. Number four, the garage. Similar to paper, large cluttered spaces take a lot of time and a more noticeable change in your home can be better found elsewhere. Additionally, not many people spend considerable time in their garage. They drive in and drive out. Beginning in an easier room you spend considerable time in, like a bedroom or living room, pays off greater dividends quicker. Number five, kids' toys. I speak to a lot of parenting groups. When I open the discussion for questions, the first one is always the same. This minimalism thing sounds great, but how do I get rid of my kids' toys? And my answer is always the same. It's entirely unfair for you to begin your journey into minimalism by forcing your kids to get rid of their stuff. You need to go first. When your kids see you removing the possessions from your own room and closet first, they'll be more prepared for when you eventually get to theirs. Number six, your partner's stuff. Similar to kids' things, you should never begin your decluttering journey by getting rid of your spouse's stuff. In fact, I'd counsel you in almost every case not to remove your partner's stuff without including them in the process. It is simply too easy to see everyone else's clutter than it is to see our own. You do your work, you set the example, and when your partner sees the benefits, he or she will be ready and you'll be there to help. Number seven, drawers. I think it is important to move through your home room by room decluttering your unneeded things. I also think it is important to start in visible areas first because seeing progress is important, especially if you have a lot of work to do. When minimizing a new room, break it into smaller projects if you need to, but start in visible areas, not hidden clutter like drawers and cabinets. You'll get to those spaces eventually, but start with the visible stuff in your line of sight already. Number eight, your collections. Your collections probably need to be decluttered, but there are some questions that need to go into this process first. Do I have too many collections? Am I going to continue collecting these things? Is there a better way to store or display these items? Personally, I found that my opinions on these matters changed significantly as I pursued minimalism. As I saw the benefits of owning less, I began to question my collections in ways I hadn't before. I believe you'll find the same to be true for you. Number nine, digital clutter. Don't start your minimalism journey by deleting emails. Again, you should do that and almost certainly unsubscribe from them as well. But digital clutter is different than physical clutter. Physical clutter carries more weight and burden than digital clutter. So you should declutter your digital files, but it's a terrible place to start. Start with your physical objects. And number 10, books. I'm going to include books on this list, not because it is a problem for everyone, but because it is a difficult task for many. If you love books, no doubt you own quite a few and may even feel the sense that you should own fewer of them, and this is probably true, but if you feel an emotional attachment to books, you should hold off on this step, similar to the reasons listed in sentimental items. The decluttering process I recommend the most is to work through your home easiest to hardest, starting with the most lived-in areas first. It's the method that is the most effective for the most amount of people.
By not starting in these 10 areas, you will avoid frustration and fatigue at the beginning. You'll love owning less. You can do it. You just listened to the post titled 10 Things Not to Declutter First by Joshua Becker of becomingminimalist.com. Thank you to Joshua for this one, a little twist on a Minimalist Monday post, and a fair point. I think this is one of those posts that relates back to pretty much any good habit that we're trying to create. It reminds me of a Near Ayal article that I narrated a little while back about building habits. That was episode 2693, Why Your Goals Will Fail and What You Can Do About It. There were some good tips in there about building habits. And Near said, to find your MEA, that is your minimal enjoyable action. Funny that the word minimal is in there since Nier wasn't talking about minimalism, and we are now. But anyway, the list that Joshua provided, those things are pretty far from minimal. Those are big projects that will take a lot of time and energy and probably not too enjoyable either. There's definitely a satisfaction found after minimizing, but during the decluttering of these 10 things, probably not a lot of fun. So instead, if we can find something that's pretty small and a bit more enjoyable, there's a much better chance we'll be able to keep it up, build it into a habit, and make progress. So thank you to Joshua for the reminder. Thank you for being here and being part of the journey. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll be back tomorrow reading to you, as usual, of course, where your optimal life, Oh, wait.